Welcome back to Strefident Chat. We're coming live a day after an incredibly disappointing defeat against Istanbul, Başakşehir here in the Champions League group stage. It's rinse and repeat. Same thing again we're seeing with Jose, Louis van Gaal, and David Moyes. Max, how you doing? Oh, Chris, I've been better. I've been better. Um, yeah, again, we're going to reiterate the fact that uh, we're counting our blessings that we don't do these on the day of or right after a match because, uh, oh man, I was I was fuming after this one. Yeah, there's a reason why we, we don't record right after matches. And for this exact reason, we would have been, I think, too frustrated to have a clear take on things and of what's going on yeah and, I think and that, yeah this would have this would have just been a slander pod i think uh like i think we would have just ripped into the team after that one because uh man that that was a that was just a a shameful abysmal performance i think every united fan out there would just looked at this game and they were just thinking i mean what is this what is this in front of me it was it was terrible yeah so where do we start let's we can that comical first goal that we conceded. Somehow, Nemanja Matic was the last man. Someone described it as an ice cream truck versus a fat kid running for it. No, no offense to Nemanja, but he's not the right man to be the last to be the last man standing at our back line. And of course, it had to be Dembaba as well. Good old Dembaba. I mean, you know, once once doing us a, a big favor when Steven Gerrard did that famous slip and, uh, you know, same type of finish. But, uh, I mean, this goal, this is just, this is just schoolboy defending. And not even then. I think, I think, like, elementary schools have better defending than this. I mean, this is, that was just, I couldn't, like, you, I, I don't... <laughs> I'm like struggling for words here because I can't put into words how terrible this this was. The lack of just, you know, positional awareness of where, you know, where they all were on the pitch at that moment in time and just they just switched off completely. We're we're leaving Matic as our last player back. Our entire back line, if you watch it back, they are either in the box or just on top of the box. Our entire back line, Luke Shaw, Lindelof, Maguire, and Juan Bissaka, all in the box. And then we leave Matic. And Matic doesn't even know that Dembaba is behind him. I mean, I can't believe that happened. That was terrible. I'm surprised that it wasn't Aaron at the very back. I don't think he would have been very helpful at the corner in that area, but Aaron would at least would have caught up to Demba, I would think. So who, my question is, who should be the one to blame for this error? <laughs> we want a scapegoat, huh? Um, you know what? They're, they're, to be completely honest with you, if, if you put a gun to my head and, and you told me I had to blame one person, I'd probably blame Axel Tunzebi, Um because I think that one he is the more clear option to, you know, stay back as a center back. Maguire is always going to go in the box for corners. He's always going to go in there and he's, and he's always going to, going to try, try to get ahead. Sure. But Axel Tunzebi, he can stay back there. Um, I think he, he even came late into the box. Um, but, you know, overall, it's, it's, the entire, it's the entire team's fault there. Just, you know, lack of positional awareness. Um, everyone is to blame there. 
especially the back four, not communicating with each other. That's just awful. I'm just at a loss for words, to be honest. Where do you even begin with that? It's just unacceptable. Yeah, there are no words. This is unacceptable at any level. Even if this were my elementary school soccer team doing this, it just it just cannot happen. Yeah, the coach would be irate. He'd be like, "What's going on, guys? I thought I thought we were better than this." Um, I mean, it's just. Uh, anyways, like I, I guess we shouldn't linger too much on, on on that goal, but it definitely kind of. I mean, the rest of the game, the whole entire game, we offered absolutely nothing. It was painful to watch how uncreative we were and just unable to, you know, create any type of chances. I mean, it was just miserable and it, it I hate to see that after such a poor performance against Arsenal you know this is the type of performance we put in we're in such a good position in the Champions League we have an opportunity to make it three wins from three in the group of death and typical of Manchester United we go and choke so I don't know man on the topic of responses sure we give up a quite comical goal like we did like, like like we saw in the first goal. But where do we... It's about how we respond, right? And this raises a lot of questions, again, about Harry's ability to lead a team. Does this fall on Harry's shoulders is why was what I would like to ask. Uh, I mean, again, I hate, I hate to put the blame on one single player. Um, obviously, you know, Harry's got a little bit more responsibility on his shoulders given the fact that he's the captain. And, you know, when, when things like that happen on the pitch, you know, these kind of errors, like you want to see him lay into these players, right. You know, tell them, tell them off, like tell them like, Hey, you're, you're not playing well, pick your head up. Come on, let's go. Um, But also he can't be making the mistakes he's been making, right. This season, he's had a couple of mistakes. Like that's not indicative of, of a captain, right. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it's on his shoulders, but he has to brunt a lot of the criticism for sure, especially being in charge of that back line. It's just not Harry, but every time I feel like we've turned a corner, United just come back, comes back and it just it comes to bite us in the ass. It's, I, it's, maybe it's just complacency, obviously. But it raises, again, the question, I think this might be one of Harry's final appearances as captain oh that, that that's a hot take it as we said it, it, there are multiple mistakes that are happening on under harry's watch sure I, but th- you... I think i think roy Keane also has a pretty good point i mean of all people i think roy Keane has has the right to to criticize harry for his performances yeah, but that's all he does. He just criticizes people, right? I mean, that's kind of his job as a pundit, and he and he loves to do it. I I guess I think it's an honest take, though. I, I I don't think it's out of pure hate or jealousy or contempt. But it he's obviously seeing the standards have dropped so much compared yeah. to when he played. I know, but the standards have dropped so much since. 2012 or something like that it's, it's been eight years right that's nothing it's nothing new in the in, in the most recent sense but i i don't know man um it's you know this performance kind of i don't know i don't want to say it's a nail in the coffin 
in terms of how optimistic I'm going to be about about the league, but it's a it's been a couple of these performances here that have just been, I mean, like just terrible. I mean, I want to say that we're trending in a positive direction under under Ali, but you know, after seeing this and Arsenal and you know games like Crystal Palace and even Brighton, it's it's just demoralizing. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know where we go from here. I, I don't know if we can bounce back, to be honest. We'll touch on Ollie's performances and his future in about 10 or so minutes. Let's talk about the second goal we conceded. Again, poor defending. Dembaba just absolutely tricked Harry with the nasty dummy. Yeah. Again, I don't know where Luke was. I do, No, where, I'm telling where, you. On earth. Dude, he was I, nowhere in this, on the screen. I rewatched the highlights. I rewatched the goals just to see where, like, what our positioning was for those goals. And Luke Shaw was literally pushed up the pitch as if he was, you know, like a like a left wing. He was way up the field when what Bruno had it just outside um, our half, right? Like just in their half, like near near the halfway point. Why is Luke so pushed up? I mean, clearly he's out of position and. Bruno kind of makes a bad pass, sure, but then Mata, you know, obviously not not a strong guy, very weak, and you know he loses the ball very easily, and they break, and it's an easy goal. Luke Shaw is nowhere to be found. Just another silly, silly, just defensive mistakes all around. It's just so it sucks to see, man. That man wasn't Burger King. <laughs> Come on, man! Don't do Luke like that. Come on. The man was a Burger King. We don't know where he was. Clearly, it was. I think a lot of it can be attributed to the formation we're playing. I think Ollie is really forcing the four-four-two diamond, but it's not going to work if you don't have the right fullbacks. Oh my God! Can we, we talk about the formation, the diamond? Let's talk about that because in order for the four-four-two to work, the width has to come from your fullbacks, and I don't know if Ollie thinks we have Roberto Carlos and Danny Alves. On the flanks, yeah, no. But we probably not. have two. I mean, despite their defensive positives, Luke and Aaron are definitely not known for their offensive games, and, and it's I, just poorly, poorly set up. I agree with you one hundred percent. There, I think that if you're going to play that type of formation, meaning a diamond midfield, you're going to rely a lot on your fullbacks to create options going forward. They're the ones that are going to make those darting runs. Um, you know, in the opposite third, and they're going to try to take on players sometimes, right? And then beat those players and then get those and swing those crosses in. Um, but in our case, you know, Luke Shaw going forward, in terms of like effectiveness, I'd give him like maybe like a six out of 10, right? Like sometimes he can get forward, like evidence of that with, with, with our goal in this particular game. Luke Shaw beat his man and then had a decent cross. Like it happens with Luke Shaw, but it's nowhere near consistent or threatening. And then we all know, you know, with Juan Bissaka, amazing defender, probably the best in the league, in my opinion, in terms of right back, tackling, all that. But going forward, he's never going to be that player to going forward being a threat. Like he just, like it's not going to happen. And so this, this diamond formation, we suck in this diamond formation. I mean, I don't know what all he sees in this, but we, we can't. Like, we're not finding ways to create chances in this formation. I mean, Martial and Rashford are, are isolated up top, 
and we can't find them. I just, it just doesn't work. And it's just so frustrating that we've played this formation now for what, three games in a row, four even, and it's just hasn't been working whatsoever. People will try to defend Luke after his assist to Martial a few minutes after the second Istanbul goal. My response to that is, do you remember the last time Luke actually had an assist? Because I don't. I oh, really don't. Man. I don't know, honestly. That's uh, that, I could that's... not tell you. You could tell me it's eight months or even a year, and I would believe you. But Luke Shaw in this game was our most threatening player, which is so pathetic, right? He had that one opportunity in the first half where he essentially whipped the ball to the far post, right? And then Martial and Rashford didn't get on the end of it. And then he he crossed that into to Martial. He created our, our two best chances, and he's our left back that doesn't ever go up the pitch. Does not does that not tell you about like the lack of creativity that we have going forward in this formation? Like, and it's, it's not like we are lacking the personnel to have a great attack. We know we have a fantastic option, like amount of options coming from the midfield and forwards as well. Yeah, it's there. It, it, maybe it's now the attention's going to turn to the Ollie naturally. Oh, it has. Have, it has to. How many years? About it's been about eight years, and we're still trying to figure out how to score against a low block. We still don't know how to attack oppositions who who tend to park the bus. How are we still in this position? We, we've rotated through so many offensive talents. Right? It doesn't matter who you put on. It doesn't matter we put on Pogba and Cavani for thirty minutes. Uh, we could have been. We could have played for an extra two hundred minutes. I don't think we would have scored. Agreed. Hundred percent agree. And that's and that's the problem. We could have. We could have played for. 20 hours. We could have played a full 24 hours. We would not have scored against Istanbul, Bashik Sahir. We would we would have not scored. I'm it's it's and that's the most frustrating thing, Chris. And um we, and you're right. We've seen this time and time again in this sort of rinse and repeat cycle with managers where we bring a manager in, he has some signings, it you know, we do well a little bit, um make Champions League we don't bring in reinforcements from the like the board doesn't support the manager necessarily. We don't have reinforcements. We don't better the team, and then we drop back, start playing bad, sack the manager, rinse and repeat. And here we are again. And with with Ollie, I mean, again, I hate to do this because again, this is such a reactionary kind of kind of business. And generally, what Ollie has done with the team has been positive, right? If you look at it from a net perspective. It's been positive. But here we are again, you know, kind of thinking to ourselves like, I mean, this performance was alarming, super alarming. Like, you know, if 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 these players put this kind of shift shift in, uh, you know, even three or four times a season, I'm terrified. And it's already happened three or four times a season. So I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to put into words. I don't think there's much else to discuss regarding the match, but this discussion is going to transition into what is the future of this club pertaining to Ollie's status as manager? Oh, man. I I don't know. I think so from what I've seen from from reports so far is uh, you know, that there's been an approach, but these are unsubstantiated claims like you know, this 
this hasn't been validated anywhere, but you know, there's rumors and whispers that you know Manchester United have approached Poch about the possibility, or you know, to gauge his appetite, I guess, for managing the team. Um, but also, the board again, this is unsubstantiated. The board has said that they fully support uh, Ali and that they believe in his long-term plan for the team. Doesn't that usually mean a manager is about to get sacked, though? That's usually how it works. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, It's the uh, dreaded vote of confidence by the board. The next thing you know, he's gone. Because uh, it, seems, it seems like he's on his last chopping block, right? Like, if we see, if we see the same performance against Everton, I think I think he gets sacked. I think it's that it's that simple. Um, like knowing our luck, though, I feel like we're gonna win three 0 against Everton because it's just all I. It's how it's been. It's how it's worked. And yeah. I, it, I don't think that should be enough for Ole to to keep his job either, even if we win against our Everton. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I I don't have the answer to that. There's a part of me that doesn't want to sack. Ollie because again it's we're just setting ourselves on a path of rinse and repeat right like we gotta start over like, exactly we, we gotta, gotta start over season's done look to next season and it's just this endless cycle of just garbage 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 right and then the other part of me thinks well you know these performances have been alarmingly bad um like you know I mean, I know we're not supposed to swear right now, but uh, I want to use a lot of explicitive words to describe that performance and and some of the players right now. Um, like it's just it's just disheartening. Like I just we have we have the talent. Sure, we don't have necessarily a lot of depth in the sense that we brought in the players that we didn't bring in the players that we wanted to. But you know, like the talent's there, and if we're losing to assemble the sixer and performing like that, like. There's clearly an issue, and it's partly with the players. Sure, maybe they lack a little bit of conviction, some sharpness. But you, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta blame the manager as well. Um, a lot falls on his shoulders. All I ask is for a solid league campaign. Is it too much to ask? It's been eight years since we've entered January, and we're and we've we're still in the hunt for the title. When was the last time? It probably probably not since. Sir Alex Ferguson's last season. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, since the last time we actually won the league, um, and that's just the reality that we've that we've come to accept. And when I think of the repercussions of this type of failure, right, almost a decade now, I think about I think about all the kids that are growing up now, right? Because as a kid, if you're not born in in Manchester or England or whatever, as a kid. When you grow up and let's say you're you start playing soccer or whatever you're like you 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 really like it wherever you are you gravitate to the team that's winning at the time right and cuz you're a kid so you had that excuse to bandwagon so all those kids right now who are they looking at that's that's winning it's not Manchester United for the last 8 years you know and i think that there's long term repercussions of that in terms of where the club's global status is um, and then that's going to affect revenue, and you know those are more long-term effects that will that will hurt us in the long run. We can only use our name and prestige for so long. Yeah, 
because financially we're we're you know we're still doing great. Sure, the coronavirus did ha- had an impact on on the financials, and and we we ran a loss in a quarter. But at the end of the day, just the brand power and the revenue um, that that the club generates, you know, the owners are are thrilled. They're they're so happy, right? Um, so I don't know this this sort of compl- complacency just seems like it's going to keep going for a long time. Let's talk about Posh. I think he's just frothing at this right now. He, he's he's putting on his trousers, his Man United tracksuit, ready to go. <laughs> I think he's foaming at the mouth for this. He's ready. Oh, he has to be. Ready to get a haircut, ready to go. I think he's been wanting this for a long, long time, ever since he got sacked at Tottenham. I mean, it's it, it's interesting timing, don't you think, that he recently made an appearance on Sky Sports, like after the Premier League games. Um, kind of, kind of hopping on and then declaring his intention to get back to the to the game, specifically England. Um, it seems like he kind of has has an affection for England, and he's waiting for a job here. Um, and maybe he he sensed some weakness um, with uh, you know in terms of the relationship between the board and Ali, or you know who knows. <laughs> you know, again, this is all just speculation. We have no way of knowing. It's not just us either, because Pep is rumored to leave after the season as well. I believe. Is he? See, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. See, what we're kind of in contract. this weird predicament because if we don't go for Posh right now, I think City will snatch him up. As if City need a great manager again to replace Pep. Yeah, I and then we're stuck with Ole. As much as listen, I know we're slandering Ole. We're hating on Ole right now. Well, not but, so much. Not so much, but we want we want Ali to to be successful just as much. I want Jose to be successful in Man United. It just didn't work out. It just wasn't the right fit. I don't want Ali. I don't want Ali to be successful. I want Manchester United to be successful. That's that's the end of it. Like I can care less who the manager is as long as we're a successful team and we're winning. Well, Ali being successful would imply that we're being successful. Sure, but yeah, I know. I was just driving the point that. We just need to start winning it. Like that's that's just the end of the story. And you know those these performances that we have right now are just unacceptable. End of story. End of story. Do you think Posh would make our team better? <sighs> See again, man. It's it's tough to evaluate these things. Like the impact of of a manager and his staff and their philosophy of how we play and how we implement it. It all depends. You know, it's, it's, it's so hard to predict because there's so many moving pieces. Um, Cause obviously he likes a certain way of place of playing. It's probably more attractive than what we're playing right now, but he likes a certain way to play and he needs certain players for that. So do we have those kind of players to suit his play style? I don't know. The best person that would know that is Poch. Um, but do I think Poch is a really good manager? Of course. I think he's a great manager. And I think he builds really good rapport with his players. He has a really close relationship with them, um, as evidenced by, I think, that him and his Tottenham team were, were really close and they really respected him. Um, what all went wrong with their team? And, you know, because Tottenham crumbled under Poch in the new season after making the Champions League final. And I, don't, I have no idea why, but it, it happened. So would that happen with us? Who knows? That situation is a little bit different. I think Posh didn't. I think he extracted the most 
of what he could with that Tottenham squad. I think it just plateaued at that point. The Tottenham squad that Jose Mourinho has is much, much better, I think. But like, what do they add? They add um, Hoiberg. Gareth Bale, um, I mean, casual. Yeah, well, okay, Gareth Bale, but... Regulon. Regulon's a great left back, I'd, I'd say. Okay, they or, added Regulon. Hoiberg is a good midfielder, too, right? There was okay, that, but... I, I think there was that one summer, I can't remember when it was, but Tottenham didn't actually spend a single dime on players. There was yeah. that one year, I can't remember when it was. I, I can't recall either. But anyways, okay, yeah, they, they signed Gareth Bale. It's a great signing, but obviously, and he's a great player, but, you know, he's coming off of not playing for such a long time, and it's a loan deal. You know, there's there's that. Sure, good signing. But, you know, he only really brought in, like, Hoiberg, um, Regalon, and Matt Doherty, which, like, aren't exactly the best signings in the world. But it's um, depth, right? Sure, yeah, it's depth. But, again, his main pieces the players that generate literally create all of their chances, Kane, Son, you know, those guys, you know, Poch, Poch had them as well. Like it's, 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 it's hard to say what went wrong, man. Watching like, the documentary on, on Amazon as well. I think there are a lot of things going on. I think there was discontent with Posh because he was unhappy with Daniel Levy, not spending. Uh, Christian Erickson wanted to leave. And it's it, he's it was no secret that he wanted to leave. Yeah, he was well, signing uh, new contract. I mean, if 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 Poch was unhappy with Daniel Levy not spending, he sure as hell does not want to come to this team. Because if he wants any players, we're not going to get him. Oh, he'll get him in his first year, and then he won't get them. Get him in the in the second and third year. Yeah, and then we're gonna and then we're gonna repeat the cycle, and then it's just the same over and over. So I don't so know. Correct man. me if I'm wrong. Posh really likes to press high, right? Let's say we do end up appointing Maurizio Pochettino as our manager. You know what's gonna happen? Paul's yeah. gonna dip. First Paul's chance he gets, <laughs> Paul's gonna leave. You think so? Yeah. What, because he's not a player that presses up high? I, I just don't see Paul as being the guy who wants to commit to a high-pressing game. He'll just fake an injury. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I agree that I think he's going to leave, but I, I don't think it's for those reasons. I think he's just... I, th- I just think he's more, like, disillusioned with the team. Like, I don't think he has that same hunger that he did when he first came back to the team, you know, like, all the hype around him and that he was going to bring us back to glory and... That's partly on him as well. As much as we, I mean, the club has messed up. We definitely up. dragged him down. We definitely we dragged, dragged him, him down, down for sure. But I think there are a lot of moments where he did not help himself, especially with his comp, uh, comments from his from his agent, Mino Raiola, with his attitude in general. It hasn't been perfect. Like, yeah. I would have no complaint if Paul didn't go around the press or having his brothers run run their mouths about going to Real Madrid or Barcelona or PSG or even Juventus. <laughs> it doesn't help. Yeah, I know. It definitely doesn't help. Um, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's just so, it's just all so negative right now. And it's so funny because, again, I always like to take a step back and think, okay, okay, you know what? I'll do that. Let's take a step back from this game, from this Champions League, just abomination. Okay, 
we are three games in the Champions League, two wins, one loss. Two wins, one loss from games against PSG, RB Leipzig, and Istanbul. Um, Bishik shit, you know, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, again. <laughs> not, not the best with that one. I apologize to our Turkish listeners. Yeah, sorry guys, but um, uh, you know, two two wins from those three games, we're, we would take that every day of the week, right? So, and we play Istanbul in in our next fixture at home at Old Trafford. So, an opportunity to make three wins out of four against that kind of fixture list, which is fantastic. Okay, so that's that's good. Still on on that side, like we can be optimistic about that. Um. But again, <laughs> that performance was so bad. And lately, our Premier League games performances have been so terrible um, that it's it's hard to stay optimistic like this, man. Like, it's just it's just difficult. If, if we see the diamond again on Saturday, I don't know. I don't know. That might I might be it for all it. I might lose it. That diamond it will not win us matches based just, on recent performances. And if he does go for it, I think we'll get cooked. And it's against Carlo Ancelotti, mind you. It's Carlo Ancelotti, and they've been Everton have been have been playing very very well. Yeah, a good a good Everton team. So I guess I guess we should touch on you know that game Saturday um, a little bit, and then and then we'll kind of cut it off there because you know I'm sure that that this episode has been a lot of ranting because. You know, me and Chris are kind of both disillusioned here. Still, even a day after from this game, um, it's pretty so a lot of ranting going on here. But yeah, it's no longer vibes of C here at Stratford and Chat. Yeah, no sad, sad days. But um, yeah, Chris, any any kind of thoughts on the game Saturday? Um, a lot riding on it, considering that Holly's job is basically on the chopping block. And if we put in another performance like that against the symbol. Um, I don't know, man. We're done for it, to be honest. First, I like to call out any supporters hoping that we lose on Sunday. I never, ever want to see our club lose. Mm. But the way, if if Ole doesn't adjust, then it's, it's looking pretty bleak. The, the good thing is that, you know, Everton are a really good team. So it's not going to be a scenario where we're trying to break down a low block type of thing and we, we get exposed for our mistakes in the back like I think I think both teams I hope will go at each other I hope it's not like a Chelsea repeat where we kind of sit back they kind of sit back nothing happens I really hope that we are able first of all all he needs to pick a team you know in a formation that we can actually create chances um, going forward I think we need uh, you know we need a little bit of width like in terms of having uh, wingers, um, because I think the way that you play in, in a diamond is you're trying to force a lot through the middle, and we had no wide players essentially, and we just couldn't break anything down. So I think if we put players out wide more, uh, it's easier to break on the counter, and we can you know we can somewhat break teams down a little bit easier if we spread them out, right? So I hope that's the case. I've I'm praying. I'm going to pray that uh, that we come out with a good performance because we need it. We need it, man. Usually, I would predict starting eleven and formation, but I'm just I don't care right now. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I'm tired, Robbie. <laughs> I don't care anymore. 
I don't care. Give it to Gixie. It's more Actually, not, a- to, not to Gixie. Not to Gixie right now. Oh, man. We probably sound so annoying right now. But um, <laughs> listen, man. Okay. I mean, prediction. I hope to God it's not a, not a diamond formation where we flood the midfield with midfielders. Um, I think we need a little bit more pace on the wing. So I'd like to see... I'd like to see Rashford on the wing. I'd like to see um, Greenwood on the wing. I guess we can put uh, Tony because we get Tony back, um, so we can put him up front. Fernandez in in the ten, um, and then behind him, McTominay, Fred. Um, I think that's our midfield and and starting front three. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> Pogba should be on the bench. Yeah, I. Agree. I- Exactly. Yeah, I think he's been better off the bench. Um, back four doesn't change. I know the reason why Matic had to play center back was because Lindelof had a back issue. I don't know if he'll be ready in time for Everton, but I don't see the back four changing at all, unless Alex Teas magically recovers from COVID within the next in the next twenty four hours. Did he test positive again? Because he went back to the Carrington uh, facility and. He got another I test. think you stay positive for a few days. That's what happened with Cristiano Ronaldo. And you'll just keep pes- testing until you have an X number of negative tests. And I think you'll be good to return. Yeah. So, I mean. Good okay. news, though. He was asymptomatic. So, nothing too serious on his end. Right. And also, before, before we, we, we end things, because um, I'm going to wrap it up here. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out to to Dean Henderson, Bino. Oh, yeah, Dino. Uh, we we kind of skipped over him, but he made his Champions League debut um, during the week. Um, unfortunately, it was a miserable affair, and not because of him. Um, unfortunately, his back line really messed up, so I feel bad for him in that sense, but still good to see him make his debut in the Champions League. I'm sure that was a big moment for him. Could not have happened at a worse time, honestly. Yeah. Um, what happened for Dino? Anyways, just, the future's in good hands. That yeah, will end up on all a that to say. All that to say. Hope to see him play a couple more games as well. Um, but, you know, that being said, uh, I think we're, we're going to stop the rant here. Um, you know, this was a, this, this was a tough one. This, it was a tough game. A tough episode to record for both me and Chris. Um, you know, tune in if we have some listeners. Tune in back, uh, back again, um, on Sunday for for our uh, post game reaction, uh, Manchester United versus Everton. Uh, hope we get a result there. Um, Chris, any uh, any final thoughts before before we end things here? Honestly, nothing, man. Let's just get on with Sunday at this point. All right, so you know. Here's to hoping for some for some better vibes and back to vibes FC on Sunday. And um, with that being said, thanks a lot, guys. See ya. Cheers, everyone.